0: Welcome to the Paper Talk podcast, where we have candid conversations with emerging artists and industry leaders about all things paper flowers. Through this podcast, we hope to continue to share knowledge, connect all of us together, and elevate the artistry of each and every one of us. Hello, I'm Quinn Wen. I'm Jessie Chu. I'm Priscilla Park. Our mission is to share, connect, and elevate the paper floral industry. We are some of the voices behind the Paper Flowers Collective. Welcome to our podcast, Paper Talk.
1: This episode is brought to you by The Paper Place. The place for the paper obsessed, for paper lovers, and for the paper curious. Located in downtown Toronto, Ontario, The Paper Place carries more than 2,000 papers from Japan, Nepal, Italy, and around the globe. It offers unique stationery gifts and other fabulous things, carefully curated by the very talented owner, Heather Sauer. The store is a feast for the eyes, and you just have to see it for yourself. To find out more about their products, head to their website, www.thepaperplace.com. .ca, or to their brick-and-mortar location.
0: Welcome, everybody. I would love to welcome you to episode number 24. Today, we're going to talk to Kelly Lemon of Kelly Lemon Photography. I'm really excited to introduce you guys to her. Most of you know her if you follow me on Instagram. Kelly and I do a lot of projects together. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Welcome Kelly. <laughs> Hi. Thanks for having me. It is so much fun. I love that our friendship started exactly five years ago. Crazy. It's amazing to see where we started back then to where we are right now. We've done masterclass together. We've done photo shoots together. Um, we're getting ready to do like a puppy mini session, which is <laughs> so much fun. I
2: love that it's tied together with our puppies. I'm really excited about that. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's been amazing to see your business grow and, and your network and just introduce and to be introduced to so many amazing people like Jesse and Mm -hmm. everyone else that we've met through the masterclass. It was just an incredible, incredible introduction into the floral community. It's been really, really fun. So Kelly, it was so nice to
1: meet you at the masterclass. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your photography and your life in general.
2: Yeah, so I live here in Seattle, Washington and I've lived here for about six years. I'm come from Colorado. was born and raised, well, actually I was born overseas and then grew up in, in Colorado. So I'm definitely someone that loves the mountains and loves nature and that's been a big part of just my upbringing, who I am. So coming out to Seattle, it was a great fit. Yeah. So I'm married to my husband, Augustine. We've been married for eight years and we have a little puppy. His name is Toby. He's six years old and he's adorable. Just kind of like a walking teddy bear. And uh, <laughs> that's actually how I met Quinn um, was our dogs met at a dog park. So Aww. yeah, that's, that's actually how we first got connected. So, <laughs> and yeah. then we found out we were
0: both in the wedding industry. Plus she only lived like five minutes away from my house. So it- it was really fantastic because we would meet at the dog park and then the dogs would play really really hard and then we would go home and then work the rest of the day because they were so tired from it because you know you can walk your dog but it doesn't tire them out as much as playing with other dogs it sounds like play dates that we do with other
1: mothers
2: it's totally that it's exactly that it was just our puppy play date because we realized like working from home our puppies had so much energy we just needed to like tire them out yeah Yeah. so cute yeah so yeah and I am a photographer so I'm a wedding and empowerment photographer. I love just kind of focusing on a deeper community, deeper relationship with my couples. You know, I try to try to create a community that really lasts something that's even deeper than just the wedding day. So I love that. That's been something that's a big focus of my work, a big focus of my business. And then I'm also an empowerment photographer. So that's working with women and empowering women to love the skin they're in. I know we'll chat a little bit more about that, but yeah, so that's a little bit about me and my background. I, I love hiking. I love good wine and cheese party for sure. Uh, so yeah, it's some of those things that kind of bring us and tie you to other people and bring you guys together. How did you get interested in photography? So I was actually someone that always loved photography. It's kind of that cliche story of like I was taking pictures when I was a kid type of thing. I was like really I didn't realize it was weird, but in sixth grade I'd like make my friends pose for me at recess, <laughs> and then like later on realized that that was like not a thing that people like didn't do that. <laughs> um, I was in a car accident when I was twelve, and from the car accident. It it actually paralyzed a fourth of my body. So that was just a big life-changing event that kind of shook my whole world. And so for a couple years, I just kind of had to adapt and learn to do life with one arm and learn to do life with my left hand since I was mm-hmm. right-handed. I never realized how awkward it was to brush your teeth with your other hand until <laughs> until you had to do it. So it was just a, lots of, a lot of adjusting. And then when I got to high school, I was kind of familiar with it and kind of back on my feet again. And so I decided, let's try photography. Let's see how we can do this. So I approached a uh, one of my photography teachers at school and just said, I'm willing to try. I want to see how I can do this. And and they just said, actually, we should probably enroll you into painting or something else because photography is actually a two-armed art and you're not going to be able to do it. She wouldn't even admit me into the class. Like she wouldn't even oh, let no. me try. So I kind of took that as a challenge and put a little fire in me to show that that wasn't the case. So mm-hmm. I learned to roll film with my feet. So I would use my feet to roll film and actually was able to figure out how to do film photography with one hand and so digital is like you know a few less circus tricks it's a little bit easier you don't have to use your feet. Um, but it definitely put that fire in me that showed how passionate I was about it because I was willing to kind of overcome these different hurdles to make it happen and so yeah and then I went to college thinking it would just be a hobby and went to a photojournalism conference and it was actually a crazy story I was like in between conferences and sessions and this guy came over and put my laptop around and started looking through my pictures and I was like oh my gosh what are you doing <laughs> and (laughs) And and then he said, like at the end of our conversation, like, okay, so you spent all of your time doing photography. You spent all of your money on equipment. You're only 18 and these are your photos. Like remind me again, like why you're not pursuing this as your career. I love that. I just had never had someone like speak so boldly into me before. And so I was like, you know what? That's, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. Like Mm -hmm. that's something I should really think about. So I considered, so I was considering that question and then I walked into the next session and he walked out on stage and he was the photo editor of the New York Times. Well, I never told you that. that. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, like, you know, this person sees something in me. So I switched my degree and, you know, switched from psychology to photography and I had to convince my mom. I was like, okay, mom, I'm not going to be a starving artist. So I'm like switching my degree to art. It's going to be fine. And uh, she was super supportive. So yeah, I went to school for four years, studied photography and then started my company in 2010.
1: That's amazing. Yeah. So, so That's a, what a memorable story. Yeah. But like, it just shows you how sometimes those turning points they're really unexpected. But you have to obviously do something with it. You have to think about it and reflect upon it mm-hmm. and take those steps too. And you have to
0: recognize it too. Yeah. I think that's she, so yeah. important. Like if you see points in your life that are like turning point, you need to be able to recognize it, which I know Kelly, she's really amazing. She has the foresight and the hindsight to like see what opportunities available to her. And she grabs it. And I love the fire that she has in her, <laughs> that she develops all these amazing relationships. And I know I'm like saying all these amazing things, but you're so amazing. You have so many challenges in your life and for you to overcome it over and over again. I know a lot of people will be defeated, but you just come out stronger and just a better person from it. So I am really impressed by you, Kelly. Thank you
2: thank you. It's just been an incredible ride. And, and I definitely have a story that is, is one of, yeah, just like a lot of hardship, but also a lot of blessing and, and so much support for my community that really kind of allows me to continue, you know, even friends like you. So thank you. For, for, <laughs> so Yeah. And I think honestly, my story reminds me not only to take action if someone speaks into you and like reflect on that, but also to be people who speak into other people, like how important it is. Like if you see something in someone else that could be like, you could be the only person taking mm-hmm. time to speak into them and encourage them in their gift. So if you see something in someone like you should really be encouraging, it's just like share your encouragement, share what you think of them because they might not hear it from someone else. That is mm-hmm. so true.
0: I think one of the things that I love to do is I love to connect people with mm-hmm. other people because I I feel like my circle of friends, I mean, I have many circles of friends, but they overlap. And I, I see people from other circles that I know they would be just amazing friends. And I love connecting people. I think that's one of my strengths. Definitely. I believe one of your strengths, too just to have that amazing ability to connect people and you do such an amazing job building relationship with not only your clients, but your vendor friends, that your industry, and also in your personal circles. I think that's been really a wonderful quality to see.
2: We both, we definitely both share that. I think that you're constantly connecting people. You're like the master <laughs> networker. She is. Like, oh. She's like, you need to talk to this person. You need to talk yes. to this person. Always. Always. Always, I love it. I love it. It's, it's amazing. But I also love, I have that love as well. And, and And that if I meet people, I'm like, okay, you guys are both so incredible. You guys just need to know each other. Like you need need to connect to each other because I know you guys would get along. And and I just, I also have that interest of excitement to bring people together. So Mm -hmm. we share that. But
0: how do you go, like how do you help other people recognize, develop the skill? Because I feel like a lot of people always ask me like, how do you build this relationship? How do you cement it? And I know people are constantly being introduced by new people all the time. But what do we do differently that makes the relationship go to the next step? I know follow-up is always important. Mm -hmm. like connecting and just saying if you're saying something make sure you follow up with that I think that's an important quality to have but what do you do like I know a lot of people ask that question
2: yeah I definitely client experience from a client standpoint relationship like a client vendor client relationship as well as vendor to vendor I have a lot of passion about that topic so it's definitely close to my heart I think that if you're working with vendors and you're talking about a vendor relationship then I think it's something where you have to kind of go into it the mindset of wanting to serve more than receive so you want to be more in the mindset of like, what can I do for them? And like, if I'm, if it's a new relationship, like what do I have that could benefit their business that could, you know, be a blessing in their life and start with the mindset of getting to know them genuinely without the mentality of what can I get from this relationship? Mm -hmm. Because if you're going into the relationship, like, Oh, I'm going to meet this photographer and I want to get free photos, or you're going into the relationship with like, I want to get, you know, floral backdrops, or I want to get, you know, if you're coming, if you're coming into the relationship with something that you want to get out of them, then that's not the right mentality. Like the mentality has to be one of like genuinely interested to know them as people and start there. And mm-hmm. I would just say, take them out for lunch, take them out for coffee, like get to know them as a person and, and then think, okay, if this is someone I want to strategically work with in my business, the, the way that you're going to stand out is if you, if you first are thinking about giving, then receiving. So if there's a, yeah. if there's a wedding planner you want to work with, or for example, like, like I'm a photographer. So if I was wanting to work with a wedding planner, then I would ask them like, Hey, do you guys, do you guys need some new headshots? I would love to do some headshots with you or, you know, you just kind of offer your services. So they have an opportunity to see your work and your style. So with florals, paper florals, if you have, you know, if there's a store you want to collaborate with, you could literally just say, you know, I would love to make an arrangement for, you know, for next to like your cashier, you know, desk or whatnot. And just to like, you know, bring a pop of color for the spring or something. And you could, you could offer your gift first and then you're, and they have a chance to see your work. And then it kind of just starts this natural back and forth connection as long as you continue to follow up. But it, definitely comes with the mindset first of serving and giving and being genuine rather than thinking of myself like thinking of trying to what can I receive that's never going to go well.
0: Yeah so true because you don't want to come off as being fake because the thing is you want to build the relationship. This is not going to be a one-time or a two-time thing. This is going to be something in the long term and so knowing that you're having your business built on friendship and they trust you mm-hmm. and you trust them it's a two-way street and just to be able to build upon it like Kelly and I our friendship has lasted for more than five years. And not only have we been to each other's house, we've dog sat each other's pup. I've had her husband over for dinner multiple times without Kelly because Kelly travels quite a bit. So our friendship is just more than just a business friendship. It is actually a friend relationship. And I know I can call Kelly for anything. And I know she has my back if I need, oh my gosh, something happened. Can you take care of butter? Without a doubt, I know that they would take care of butter for me and I wouldn't have to worry about that. And that's the kind of friendship that in my inner circle, that's what I have. And I think that's what Kelly has, not only in our inner circle, but also our client relationship. I mean, one thing you haven't mentioned is you have these amazing client appreciation party every few months and that I believe has cemented and also increased your
2: circle of clients. And I can you talk a little bit about that, what you do, how you came about it? Yeah. So I just wanted to have something that could really show them how grateful I am that they're allowing me to be a part of their journey. They're they're welcoming me into a very vulnerable and special time in their lives. And I just don't, I don't take that lightly So I definitely wanted to honor them, but I wanted to foster a community because sometimes people might do events for their client. And oftentimes for photographers, it's kind of like they'll group it into into like seasons. So they'll do something for like their 2019 brides or their 2020 brides or something like that. And and I kind of wanted to make a community that lasted beyond the year that they got married. So I started thinking, what if I started these events? And like, once you were part of the KLP community, you were always a part of the KLP community. So, So at my events, we have bride couples and brides that come from, even if they got married, Mary, like six years ago <laughs> like they're still Amazing. they still come to these events because it's just I want to make them fun I want to make them interactive something that they can take away they can learn from some, like so we have we've done events where they it's like a floral workshop and they get to come and they get to they, I'll get them each like an anthropology cute vase and they'll like they'll have like their own little set of florals and a florist will come in and teach them how to make a centerpiece you know so they're walking away with something that's like a new fun skill something they can apply but if they are a bride then they can like use that skill for like if they want to put some flowers on their rehearsal dinner or something like that. We've done like makeup classes. We've done cake decorating classes. We've done, you know, a whole variety. We did a, we had a wedding planner come in and give styling tips for throwing parties for like your showers. And so it's been a a whole variety of things. And then in the winter, I have my wine event. So last year, I held my first wine tasting event, which Quinn helped me with, and, and she helped me <laughs> style it. It was amazing. And I had an amazing female winemaker who's local to Woodinville, and she's phenomenal. And she came in and, and gave us a private wine class. And it was really, really incredible. I had great feedback, so now it's become something we'll do every year. And then... It's the, so much fun. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then the summer event is probably the main, the main highlight is a sailing event. So I rent a private sailboat and invite them out to come out for free and just to come and celebrate love and legacy. And, and they get, you know, I do a little mini shoot of of each couple on the boat. So they get some pictures of themselves on the sailboat and they just get kind of and dined and we just get to come celebrate together. And that's something that really just warms my heart to see my couples come together because they're going to see the same couples every, at every event. So now they're becoming friends with other couples because like they're in a similar, place of life. And one thing they have in common is me. And I feel like people who are drawn to my work usually are people who are laid back. They value people more than things. They want to have an experience for their wedding or they want to have an experience more than just like to get on top they don't, they're more preoccupied with getting closer in their relationship and building relationships than like being on the cover of a magazine. You know, it's like, we want to have good style Mm -hmm. and that's really important, but it's not the number one thing. And so I think that when you meet other couples that are in a similar place of life, it's easy to build friendships that way. So Mm -hmm. it's really fun. Yeah. I hope you guys heard that. She completely understands who
0: her customer is, who her potential customer is, who her customer base is built upon. I think that is such an important lesson to learn as you build your business out is to, Understand who actually buys from you all the time, and then you're able to brand it, market it to the right people. Mm-hmm. So that way, you don't have to change your style to fit another person. The other your customer will be coming to you because they love what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's such an important lesson to learn.
2: Yeah, it's just as important to repel the people who are not the right fit as then as, yeah. as it is to attract yeah. the people that are the right fit. And not in mm-hmm. a way that's negative, but more just like mm-hmm. I want people to come to my website and and say this is me, or mm-hmm. oh, this is not me. You know. so like the first picture is like a picture of a couple on a mountaintop and if a couple is like I would never hike and I would never want to get my dress dirty then they're not going to be my client you know Mm -hmm. because we're always doing adventurous adventurous locations and you know a lot of the locations for where my couples get married is are outdoors in the woods it's just a natural filter where it's like okay people know right away whether they would be a good fit or not
0: exactly I love that
2: yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about
0: your empowerment now. I think that has been such a great seeing it from the very start because you, as you say, you're a one arm photographer and mm. how did this come about? How did it evolve to what it is now? Because it's a huge part of your business now, I feel.
2: Yeah, it's something that I feel so passionate about. It really just started with my own story because when I was a kid, I had all these surgeries for different illness. You know, I, had, I was just recovering from the accident. So I had a lot of surgeries and I had a lot of scars from those surgeries. And I had, I had people like in middle school and high school tell me you should only wear turtlenecks because your scars are so disgusting and your scars are so ugly. And so I had a lot of feedback where people just told me that their my scars made them really uncomfortable. And so basically I was learning that my body, my body was making them uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of felt like I had to cover up my body and had this relationship with my scars that like, Oh, people, people, they don't like seeing me. Like they don't like seeing all of me. Like I need to make sure I'm like covering up or I'm making, them, you know, it was just always this mindset of like fear of like, oh, am I making them uncomfortable? Cause they might see my scar. And it just was this healing process that happened over time and realizing, no, like my scars are my tiger stripes, you know, like my <laughs> scars are signs of strength. They're signs of what I've overcome. And it just started, it, I kind of went through this whole process of accepting my body. And I think that I learned how powerful it was to really kind of go through that transformation of accepting your body. And I think so many women are in the same position where they just, they struggle with how they view their body regardless Mm -hmm. if they've had a physical illness or a physical difference we just have a hard culture where we're really hard on our bodies like as women and the cultural standard of what beauty is is so unrealistic and unfair and and narrow and so I just realized like I want to break out of that and I think originally I started with doing some like boudoir for my brides and then I realized like oh I want to do something deeper and I also want to offer it to not people that are just getting married I want to offer to any woman, whether they're single, divorced, married. I want to have them have that experience because I realized it wasn't something about being a gift for their partner. It was really meant to be a gift for them. And so that's when I kind of shifted the focus away from, you know, taking photos for a wedding gift to let's actually completely separate from that. And if people want to use it as a gift, it it can be a beautiful gift. But the main focus is empowering women to just love and accept their bodies as a whole and, and see them as a whole person. So we aren't going to accentuate the physical difference, but we're not going to cover it up either. And that's the same thing, you know, across the whole board, we've worked with so many different types of women with so many incredible stories. We've had women with who, you know, who have battled cancer and survived and have incredible scars. We've had moms that have come back because they've had a process of reconnecting with their bodies after having having a baby and their, and their body has, just like, has changed. And mm-hmm. so it's been a process for them to, reconnect with their body and see it as beautiful and sexy and, and powerful and so we've had you know organ transplants with like crazy amazing scars we've had you know lots of different types of women people with limb loss amputations and just to see the journey right if, transform right in front of me of this, the confidence and feeling like okay this is the process it's like part of a healing process it's like a lot deeper than than just a photo shoot for like getting pretty photos It's it's definitely about you know having them walk out with confidence saying that this is not photoshopped this is you. Like you are powerful. You are beautiful. And and we just love empowering women to experience that. Mm-hmm. I love
0: that. And you work with Angie Evans, yes. the makeup artist. And she does such an amazing job. Can you talk about how you built that relationship and how you pulled her in into your empowerment session?
2: I met Angie with this actually, I think the first time was the style shoot that I did with you, Quinn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In, like way long ago, it was like a snowy, snowy style shoot. And, and she, she and I just hit it off right away. And her personality was just like so fun and lively. And I just knew similar to weddings, personal, the personalities of your vendors is so important because you're surrounded by those people and you want to make sure that they are friendly and nice. And um, I actually just did a wedding a couple weekends ago that the, the makeup artist was really rude. They were like really rude and unfriendly. And it really affected the whole vibe. Like The, the wedding party wanted to like get out of the house. Like they were like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, it was like very, it really impacted the mood of the room. And I was like, wow, this is so like, people forget how important it is that the, the that the vendors that you're working with, you want to make sure you connect with them as people as well. So I really connected with her as a person. And then I saw her work and she's a phenomenal, phenomenal hair and makeup artist. And, and I tried other people and it just wasn't always the right fit. And so working with her just kind of solidified things. And we did one empowerment shoot and I kind of test, test, test the waters and see how it went because you have to kind of be on a timeline. You have to be able to coordinate quickly. So she has to make sure, you know, she keeps within a certain time frame to make sure that we stay on track and we can, we can communicate communicate back and, and back and forth and give each other feedback. But the most important thing about working with the same person and someone like her was I wanted to make sure these women felt comfortable. Like they're walking into a space where it's like a little bit more vulnerable. Um, so I want to make sure that the person that's encouraging them for the 45 minutes before they're doing their shoot is someone that's going to really speak life into them, encourage them, make them feel confident and really set them up for the shoot.
0: Yeah. And Angie does an incredible job. She's such a positive person. Yeah. I think you two are such a powerhouse when you do something like that. And to and the result you see in the photos, like mm-hmm. they feel beautiful, they feel confident, and that just makes your job a little bit easier. And I want a huge shout out to Angie because she did both our makeups for King Day Five New Day. Yeah, recently on last month, so that was super super fun.
1: That was great. Yep, she's definitely a go to for sure. <laughs> definitely. Can you tell us a little bit about? I mean, if when if somebody was to walk into your empowerment shoot, what should they expect? Like what what exactly goes on in these shoots?
2: Yeah. So basically it's a big party. Um, so we have, I really think that there's not that many experiences now where women are coming together that don't know each other for a common cause. Like there's just, we aren't getting as much face-to-face time, you know? And so it's just something special because everyone comes in with this mentality that like, okay, everyone's a little bit nervous, but there's this energy that comes, okay, we're all in it together. So you walk in, you get handed some champagne and there's like a cheese board and snacks and everything. And there's music going. And we kind of look at your styling, your outfits. We help style everything so we help you guys pick what kind of outfits you're interested in and you get three different looks so then you come in you you kind of figure out the styling the outfits as well as then we'll start hair and makeup and so you get hair and makeup and then your photo shoot starts after that and then the next person comes in so there's like not a ton of people in the beginning but then a lot of times after the first two people have gone a lot of times they'll stay and just to hang out and just to so then people start kind of sharing each other's stories and they share kind of what what brought them to this place where they're booking their Mm -hmm. shoot so so while I'm photographing another woman like the other women are like sharing getting to know each other and, and having dance parties and it's just it basically just ends up being this a cool communal experience where women are then encouraging other women during their shoots it, even if and even if they've never met like we've had we had the last empowerment shoot all a lot of the women got connected like online and then they like emailed each other when they got their galleries and they had never met before and they like have been k- keeping in touch and like asked if they could like see a couple sneak see of each other's <laughs> shoots and like have been like sharing their favorites and yeah. and that's been like really beautiful to see Yeah, because it's a pretty transformative experience and to have that bond with someone else saying like, hey, mm-hmm. we're both coming in here with our own story and but we're in this together and we're coming to be raw and real and to accept our bodies and to celebrate this and celebrate the season in our life and that just bonds you to that other person so it just ends up being a for big sure. party.
1: It sounds amazing. I mean, just having that, like you said, there aren't that many opportunities for women to come, well, not even just women, anybody. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) People these days to come together when they don't know each other. A lot of people are just more comfortable looking at their phone or, you know, being an online community, but having that opportunity to come together with other women who probably have similar personalities as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, to like you said, the like attract each other, right? You attract the people who think like you, who are as passionate about empowering themselves, or they may be like lacking a bit in self confidence. But the fact that they actually came out by themselves Mm -hmm. to get that shoot, I mean, that's a huge step. Yeah. That's like, that's, you know, obviously, is um, the first step towards empowerment but it's kind of like just the idea of giving them that opportunity like you giving them that opportunity opportunity to see themselves in a different light Mm -hmm. that's I think empowerment in in itself is it not yeah so I mean you speak so passionate about it it's really infectious actually
2: it is (laughs) you're passionate (laughs) like you're so
1: emotional about it it's really yeah it is it is is.
2: I love it and I and I also encourage people a lot of times they'll book with like one other friend if they're really nervous and so then like two people do it together or like we've done like events where like a lot of people knew each other but most of the time people don't know each other but sometimes if you're if they are a little more nervous then they can also bring a cheerleader so they can bring oh, that's uh, an extra friend a support person so kind of, you yeah. might not even be doing a shoot a lot of times they are but if they're not, but they can bring a person who's not even doing a shoot just to be you know a cheerleader someone that's in their corner so that happens as well we've had we've had a couple of people bring bring a friend or just bring someone extra just to kind of encourage them and, and we kind of are all about whatever they need to feel mm-hmm safe and comfortable and because we know that they will feel like that once they arrive because that's every single review has said that that's how they felt when they came in the doors but you don't know it till you're there so sometimes it's nice to know that you have someone so we have that as an option but yeah we try to we try to create a space that feels really welcoming and really warm and and so far it's been it's been pretty pretty beautiful i (laughs) love that Mm -hmm. Yeah. How often do you have these empowerment sessions? So I have the women empowerment events a couple times a year. So the main season is like fall and winter since I shoot weddings a lot in the summer. I sometimes will do one event in the summer, but most of them are in the fall and the winter. If you are a local in Seattle and you are interested in an experience like this, please reach out at kellylemonphotography.com. You can come and connect with me and come party with us. Yay. And also (laughs) if they want to follow you on Instagram or any other social media platform, where can they so I'm at Kelly Lemon on Instagram. And then my empowerment is at Kelly Lemon underscore empowerment. If you'd like to see my empowerment work as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Kelly. It was such a pleasure to always yeah. talk to you. I'm so glad I could just chat with you guys and to connect <laughs> and to share. And I think that, you know, we covered a lot of important topics and about connecting with people. And and I think, I think one thing I wanted to say was just that when it comes to empowerment or it comes to building a business, regardless of what we're doing, it's hard to be a business owner and start your own thing. And I think we always see... Limitations. We see, limita- we see limitations, and sometimes they seem really scary, and so we feel like we aren't we aren't ready to take the next step. But I think for me and my story, I kind of am reminded that like we all have disabling events. You can just see mine. You know, we all have a story where you know there's different hardships and there's different things that we've come we've come through. It's just a matter of then having the perspective to just say I'm just going to keep trying, and this is my my passion is going to show me how high I'm willing to climb and how hard I'm willing to fight for the thing that I love. So I just want to encourage your your viewers and your audience. That that if you have a dream, go chase it because the time is now and we want to be in your corner cheering you on. But but the first step is just to act, to connect, to reach out. So I just wanted to leave that word of encouragement for, for your audience. I love that our podcast has evolved. I mean, we've been doing this for,
0: it'll be 24 weeks when this airs out. Yeah. And it's been really amazing to see all these guests that's come aboard the podcast. And we've been able to talk to so many people and connect with people. And it's just been really rewarding to share everyone's story, especially yours. So
1: thank you so much Kelly. Yeah, thank you so much Kelly You're for welcome. coming. Thank you so much for having
2: me.
0: Ever since I visit Toronto, I've been thinking about the paper place and I've been wondering if I could order some papers from them. Can you tell me what their policy is and if I can order like samples if I'm not quite sure what colors
1: I'm getting? Can Heather provide that for me? My understanding is that yes, you can. You can order samples of any of their papers. For example, if you are wavering um, in terms of ordering two types of crepe paper, Italian crepe paper, which is what they carry, or German crepe paper, and the colors are very close and you can't really tell online whether or not you like one over the other you can order or call in and order uh, paper samples in those two colors and the paper place will ship it to you for free if you're if you have an address in Canada or the U.S. Oh, that's so great. That way once you have it in your hands then you can then you know proceed to order you know more of that crepe paper and I think that's the benefit of having the service is that it really caters to the customer's needs. Sometimes online it can be very difficult to see the colors properly yeah. but they're willing to do that. There's a great way to to commit to, to a
0: small little sample before you commit to like multiple rolls and find out that's the wrong color exactly. that you ordered.
1: Yeah, for sure. And they care because they carry uh, the German crepe paper the American fine crepe paper and the Italian crepe paper. There really is a huge selection of colors to 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 purchase from. So it's a really great way for you to get access to those colors without having to commit and then committing once you know what you want. Sounds good. So if, if I wanted to go what's their website? It's www.thepaperplace.ca and they have a really easy, easily accessible website. You just click and purchase. And then once in your items are in the cart uh, to check out, you can. there's multiple ways to pay for your shipment as well. And they ship internationally as well. That's awesome. If I didn't want to order online, I can just call them up too? Yeah, definitely. You can always call them and their knowledgeable staff will be able to answer your questions and direct you in the right direction if you want to have things shipped to you or if uh, you need to know their address, which is in Toronto. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much. I can't wait to order some more paper.